Hi, everyone. It's your host, Chaya. Welcome to Stutter Talk, the podcast dedicating to changing how you think about stuttering. Stutter Talk can be found at stuttertalk.com and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And joining me today is Jane Powell, who is all the way in Powys, Wales, and joining via our podcasting platform, Zencaster. Welcome, Jane. Hello. Pleased to meet you. Thank you for making the time. I know it's a few hours later. No worries at all. Very pleased to be here. Jane Powell is the CEO of the British Stammering Association, a post which she took up in 2018. Prior to this, she founded the national UK charity COM, the Campaign Against Living Miserably, a multi-award-winning charity dedicated to reducing male suicide in the United Kingdom. Jane ran this campaign from 2006 through 2017. Since becoming CEO of the British Stammering Association, Jane has spearheaded the Stamma Campaign, a campaign dedicated to smashing the stereotypes about stuttering and changing the narrative of what it means to be a person who stutters. So Jane, I'd actually like to start right there. The Stamma Campaign for someone who's never heard about it before, be it a person who stutters, perhaps that lives in the U.S. and has not heard of it, or someone that is not a person who stutters. What is the campaign? Who is it for? The campaign is um, is really a, a kind of a, a platform under the heading of STAMA, S-T-A-M-M-A. Um, and what it is, is uh, words that um, literally um, block or stammer on paper on the kind of the printed poster or advertisement, uh, particularly using the words I stammer. So the M's join together um, and it makes it physically difficult to read. So the intention there is to physically put stammering as an issue in front of people's faces and in front of their noses um, so that you have to see it and you have to stand in front of these posters or billboards and try and work out what it says. So it's not easy. Um, the colors are very broad, bold, um, and bright, um, and upbeat. And within the words I stammer are messages from people in handwriting, um, from people who stammer themselves. So give me a little bit more time. Um, don't hang up on me. So it becomes a platform for people who stammer or stutter to talk to um, the world out there um, and give their message to the public. Um, the, co- the, 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 the font and the colours are, are very bright, uh, are very big and very striking. We've also got um, in the pipeline um, posters which also feature the um, faces of people who stammer or stutter. And again, we w- they will be accompanied by the words um, and the messages that they have for the public. Um, I think the, over, the overall um, uh, kind of approach is very loud, very noisy, very upbeat. I think that's all I can say at the moment. Yeah, and Jane, as someone... 
Oops, it seems like our connection got a little spotty there for a second. Can you repeat that, please? Uh, I didn't say anything. Okay. So the last thing I heard you say was that it's very loud. It's very noisy and upbeat. And I was going to comment and say, it sure is. We'll make sure to add a link to the website, which has images of 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 exactly what you're talking about, of these uh, advertisements. Great. Thank you. In terms of the being very visible, very loud to the public, can you share where you've placed these ads? Um, so the ads have gone out um, on billboards and bus stops and digital spaces um, across the UK. Um, we've been talking and working with outdoor advertising agencies about putting them out there. Um, but we've also been pushing them out on social media, um, on Twitter, um, on Facebook, uh, on Instagram. Um, and so we, we're not, we can't just be reliant upon um outdoor space we want to get them in as many places as possible so we've also um, taken the stammer campaign and the stammer branding um, and we'll want to use it on um, marketing materials and promotional materials so um, stickers and posters um, and travel card holders Um, we want people to feel um that they they like the brand um, and to wear or use the brand and have it quite visible so that they they are happy to say that this is my tribe this is who I am. Wow! So Stamma as as a brand where people feel proud to either be a person who stutters stammers or to know someone who stammers. Yes, it was very nice. Um, I was having a conversation with someone um, a few well a few months back. Um, and we just brought out the the buttons, the badges, um, and we were passing a table and a, a lady asked me if she could have one of the badges. She didn't actually stammer or stutter herself, but she liked the badges. Um, I would like this campaign to be a campaign for people who stammer or stutter and for those who want to join us in this. Um, <laughs> I want this to be more than just... Uh, a kind of a medical identification. This is, you know, mm-hmm. this is beyond this. This is about this is who I am, um, and to to be to be proud of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jane, you had written a wonderful article in the Huffington Post titled "Stammering is Still the Unacceptable Face of Disability." And I think that's exactly what you're looking to break the stereotype of stuttering not being in the public eye and changing the narrative. Can you tell me a little bit about your thoughts about how stammering is still looked at and what your hope with this campaign and what comes from it will occur? I think that um, when I first was looking at the job itself, um, and was and, and we're talking to to other people about the job. What I was taken aback by, then and continued to be taken aback by, was the comfort in which people felt able to make a joke about it, to make a joke about stammering, um, and yet they wouldn't, in their wildest dreams, make a joke anymore about someone who's blind, um, and that uh, really jars with me. And 
that I think is also what I think is exciting about this campaign is that's the difference I want to make. I want people not to feel comfortable or to see stammering as funny in any way, shape or form. Um, I want the public to start to see stammering as something which needs to be taken seriously um, and to get them to think about what that means to have a stammer or to stutter. Um, and and I think that the public, um, I think that the problem with stammering or stuttering is that people do feel or do often feel a huge shame um, about having a stammer or a stutter and consequently aren't visible in the way that um, other disabilities are, are, can be very visible. Um, and so the public are taken aback when they hear someone stammer or stutter, um, quite often taken aback and will uh, be very nervous and giggle or titter and come out with completely unacceptable statements or comments, partly because they just really haven't thought about the issue at all. So we need to get the public to think about the issue and to respond better. Um, because I think if they think twice about it, they can see how nasty it is to to laugh and how unacceptable it is to make a joke about it. But they need to be given um, notice that it is an issue and to think about it so that when they do come across and hear someone who stammers or stutters, they behave better. Yes, absolutely. And I want to... Um, jump in to say for those listeners who might be from the United States who may not know that the term stammer and stuttering are interchangeable in this conversation. I just wanted to clarify that for anyone who might have been wondering. And so to back to the point on visibility, Jane, um, do you believe that that's an inside job or an outside job? Meaning, is it on the public? Is it on people who stutter themselves? What do you think is the right amount um, of responsibility that needs to be taken by each side in order to make stuttering something that no longer is funny to laugh at? Um, I think, unfortunately, um, it's an inside job. I think um, it's about um, people who stammer or stutter um, pushing out, but I think that there needs to be a platform and support for, for that to happen so that you're not one lone voice in the wilderness, uh, that you're supported in that um, by a bigger campaign and a bigger movement. Um, but we have to encourage um, people to literally come out. And so we need to be very visible about the issue and as, as high profile as we can so that the public hear us. Um, and then I think it's about giving the public a chance to be better, but they're not going to get that chance mm. unless we push the door open and say, here we are. Um, because um, they're not going to kind of go, oh, um, I, I hadn't, nobody's talked to me about uh, stuttering before. Could someone tell me about it? Not unless the opportunity arises. We have to push out. Um, and I think that's kind of what is quite exciting, is to think about how we can 
mobilize and 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 generate a, a campaign and a movement which um really opens up the whole topic so that it um anyone who's who stutters can feel okay about talking about it and i think that we know and can see how hard it is for young children and for young teenagers um going through this so all the the kind of we need to lay the ground for them and allow and, and help create a better environment for them so that when you know they start to leave school and they start to date it's easier because we've we've been noisy enough that people can hear ab- about the issue and can and can t- and, and hear why it's important to behave better to hear why it's important and the kinds of impact having a stammer or stutter can have on your life but they need to hear that um, and we need to make room and make enough noise so that they do hear that and I believe that's what the stammer campaign is doing I from what I have seen so far on your website is that anybody who stutters can submit their personal story is that correct yes at calm what I learned from Calm was that there are, um, is that you, you read up about the issue, um, and you listen to the advice from quote unquote professionals, but what makes a real difference to you personally are other people's stories. Um, and so I want to make sure that other people's stories are, front and center of our website so that if you are a parent of a child who stutters you can read the story of other parents if you're at that stage where you're a student you can read the stories of other students because a dry leaflet which kind of goes um this is what it's like this is where you can get help um doesn't touch you in a way that other people's stories touch you and so i think those stories are really important in allowing people to feel normal yeah and as you're speaking i'm looking on the stammer website there is this beautiful article called accepting my child stammer and it's by a parent of a child who stutters and to your point it makes stuttering so accessible and acceptable and it becomes something that's okay to share and okay to talk about. And it sounds like that's what the idea is. I think we want people to not feel isolated and lonely, to not feel that there's something wrong with them. We want them to feel great and we want them to 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 be able to share and to get ideas and thoughts and insights from other people um, and to feel good about themselves and to know where to get help if they need it um, and to feel that they're in a safe space. Um, and yeah, I think um, I, I mean, when I started to read up about and look at people's stories about um, stuttering at a young age, um, it's really striking how hard it must be 
um, and how lonely it must be, um, and and too often how you know the the, the responses from the public, from teachers, um, from people in shops. Um, it's such a cold world. It would be nice to make it warmer. I definitely think that Stama is warming the waters. Oh, I do hope so. I'm scanning your website. Yes, there's there is no doubt that it is. Looking at the website some more, which we will put a link attached to this podcast so that all of our listeners will have access to it. I see that there's also an option to actually speak with someone about stammering, about stuttering. You have a helpline that's available from 10 o'clock till noon and 6 o'clock until 8 p.m. every weekday. Is that correct? It is. And we hope that we will be able to launch a web chat service um, at the same opening, uh, the same times in the very near future. Um, you know, I, why we understand then that the drawbacks of actually using a phone to talk to somebody, um, but the, the helpline is staffed either by people who stand with themselves or by speech and language therapists or by parents of, of, of children who stammer so that um, whoever you speak to has got real in-depth understanding um, of the issue. You're not speaking to, um, to somebody with, with uh, no contact. Um, and so we'll, we provide support and information and signposting. Um, and people are very welcome and encouraged to ring back. It's free. It's confidential. It's anonymous. Um, and yeah, we've seen since we've relaunched the site and the helpline, and we've changed the hours. We spent some time asking people what time they want to be able to call us. Um, so we've adopted adapted the the hours, the opening hours, and the service to to be better to better serve. Uh, people who stutter in the UK, um, and we've seen a real increase in those calls. So very pleased about it. Uh, can't mm-hmm. wait to do a uh, web chat. Hmm, that sounds wonderful. Tell me, if there's someone who's listening right now who would like to submit their narrative so that they can share their story, maybe take a first step for themselves, how would they go about doing that? Um, there are links on the website where you can, um, uh, I think download, uh, edit the kind of writer's guidelines, um, and send us a story. So, um, in that we, uh, set out how many words to go for, um, we encourage a photo, but, um, we'll take all comers. Um, and again, I think mm-hmm. it's, um, it just doesn't have to be um, your story. It can be um, a poem or it can be a picture or it can be uh, an artwork. Really don't care. I think that um, I want people f- to feel able to express themselves um, and to mm-hmm. to give all those people visiting the website an insight into what it means to stutter. Uh, we need to show mm-hmm. people because... Um, a dry leaflet describing the condition is one thing. Talking about how yes. it is when you go into the supermarket, that's something quite different. That is. And it takes a big step of, of courage to do that. But I can share as a person who stutters m- myself, sharing my narrative was a really big step toward 
healing and starting to feel comfortable about the fact that I stuttered. And so if there's someone that's wondering, is it worth it? I say, try it. Taking that first step, feeling part of a community and being plugged in really makes a difference. So thank you, Jane, for creating the platform so that the support can happen. This is such great news. Um, I'm really pleased. Um, to to be honest, I kind of um, I, I think that that's what we did or what uh, we provided on the website um, when I ran Calm. So um, it's it feels very natural and just straightforward that we do the same thing here um, to allow people mm-hmm. to voice just what it is that they're going through internally. Um, takes all the poison out. Yeah takes all the nastiness out and allows you to feel just normal. And and when other people read that and read those stories, it's such a revelation. It's so exciting to hear that actually, you know, that pit, that dark pit that you were at, um, other people were at too. And, and they go through those same things um, in the shops or in the restaurant mm-hmm. or at school. Um, and yeah, I think it's um, opening up some sunlight. I think it's really important to do this. Jane, tell me how working with the campaign against living miserably calm, which I understand was suicide prevention for males, how has that informed the work that you're now doing with stuttering? Um. I think there are lessons. It doesn't, they don't translate exactly across. Um, When I launched Calm, talking about male suicide um, was uh, very hard. Uh, Nobody was interested in it at all. Um, And it wasn't seen as an issue at all. And when I did try and talk about it, nobody was interested. Um, And it took a long time to understand where the problems lay. Um, and and why it was that people didn't want to hear about male suicide particularly. Um, And the lessons I kind of learned from that was to really to keep digging down and to understand what the barriers were to people listening and to people wanting to hear about it. Um, So on the one hand, we had an audience or we had people out there, men out there who felt suicidal, who'd been to that point, who felt deep shame about being that weak and um, and that vulnerable, not just because they were depressed, but because as men, they should always, you know, they shouldn't be weak and vulnerable. And the turnoff for the you know, for the public was that they didn't want to hear about men who failed because, by definition, they weren't real men. Um, and it was also very toxic to actually address the issue of suicide because it's such a bombshell, it's such a distressing issue. So there were a whole lot of reasons why people, why the media didn't want to tackle it, why um, um, why many people really didn't want to hear me talk about the issue. Um, so it, spent, it took a long time to try and work out how to overcome that. Um, and part of overcoming that was um, identifying what the barriers were, but also coming up with a brand which which looked upbeat 
okay, so this is male suicide, but it needed to look upbeat. It needed to attract attention. It needed really to get into people's faces. Um, and so those, I guess, are some of the lessons I've taken from this. Again, we've got an audience who aren't particularly interested. Um, and we've got an issue which, um, on the face of it, is a hard issue to get the public to pay attention to. But we have we have um, people who stutter for the most part, they're going to stutter throughout their lives. It's not as if they're going to stutter for a week or two weeks or um, get better after a year. This is this is an audience where it's not going to happen or, or change anywhere. So, and I think that's we have to build on that, which is ironically a strength. We have to build on this community, invite this community out into the open and join us and push this as an issue. And we need to identify what the barriers are on this issue, which is obviously fundamentally different from the the issue around calm, male suicide. It's kind of um, on the face of it, it's not as a stark thing. But nevertheless, it's a really key um, condition which affects people's daily, you know, every interaction. Um, and so it needs to be taken seriously, and we need to think about how to do that. Yeah. And I believe that when you speak of shame for be it suicide or really for any anything that someone might feel like they quote unquote shouldn't have or feel, um, we know that shame festers in silence. And so what resonates very strongly from what you were saying earlier with, with stuttering is breaking that silence, speaking up, becoming loud, becoming noisy, like you said. And when you're in the sunlight, that's when everything starts to fall apart in a good way. Yes, it does. It's it's not going to be easy. What I think what needs to happen is that people need to hear people stutter. And that means that that putting people in quite a difficult position um and that takes a lot of courage. Um but I think the the more we can encourage that to happen and the more that we can encourage, particularly all those people who hide their stutter to talk Mm -hmm. about that and to talk about the impact that has on them, Mm -hmm. um, then I think that, you know, almost they can help lead the way and start to be really vocal about the issue. Um, so that we can we can create a real impact. The public are aware of people who stutter, um, who for whom it's very hard to hide that stutter. The public, I don't mm-hmm. think, have got any idea that there is a bunch of people out there who swap words and who hide their stammer let alone what that means. Um, When I first heard of this, 
Um, it took me quite a while to understand, and I was really trying to understand. Um, so I think that we've got we've got quite a long way to go, but I think the 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 answer lies in making sure that we have the whole community with us and the whole community work together to um to come out and and talk about what that means um and we need to do so in a way which is fun celebratory um strident um without being too finger waggy we have to we have to celebrate stammering um and you know down the rest of the world we're celebrating it and we're going to talk about it and we're going to be very visible and we're all going to arrive at a pub together and order drinks and you're just going to have to live with it i think it's about just um being out there and being as visible as we can without spending all of this time um, mansplaining it to the world. Um, and, and, and then I think that we need to also try and find a way of heading the media off onto those well-trodden paths that they always go down every time the issue comes up um and so the you know the cure um the if only we did this technique or that technique then we could we could have this transformational impact and then here you have somebody who manages to talk quite normally isn't that brilliant isn't that something to celebrate I think pushing back on, well, why should we need to control our stammer um, is quite important. Um, and if it would be good to think about um, some common strategies around heading the media off at the pass so that we can come up with we can start to train the media to ask different questions and to look at in different ways. But I think the, the, there's a book um, out um, in the UK and probably it kind of comes out you know, around the world at the same time, um, the kind of the Pride and Prejudice, Stammering Pride and Prejudice, where we're pushing the issue about why should people feel the need, feel forced to control their stammer when that can be very difficult and very hard. Um, we wouldn't expect other people, so if you're blind, just pretend that you can see. Nor would we feel the need to talk to somebody who is um, a paraplegic to start re recommending whether or not they have crutches or a wheelchair or how they should get about. None of our business. Mm -hmm. It's none of anybody else's business how someone who stutters, what um, strategies they use um, mm -hmm. or what therapies they use or don't use. It's none of 
anybody else's business but that person's. Um, rather than kind of go, um, you know, I, I think that we have to be tolerant amongst ourselves about uh, what we ex- how we expect people to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I it, it makes sense completely. Um, I believe again, this sounds like an inside and an outside job, both internally becoming more more accepting of this part of ourselves, which can be a lifetime job. It's it's not e- easy, and as well as the outside world not wanting to have this narrative of perfection, right? That story of overcoming and being cured, which does it does a disservice to anyone with a difference. Um, absolutely. Makes complete sense. And I, I, I was going to add to that actually that um, about this hiding that you keep on talking about, right? Needing to be fluent, not stuttering. The more we try to hide our st- stutter, eh, eh, anyone who stutters know this, um, the more we struggle and the more we struggle and we believe it's not okay to stutter, to stammer, the more we start to avoid. And the more we avoid, the more we don't live our lives fully. So it's it's a really invisible, painful experience to live with the belief that it's not okay to stutter. Yes. And if we, if we um, took that and kind of and and assume that and and put that kind of behavior on people with another disability say if people were blind if you found out that people who were blind were going to huge lengths to, to hide that blindness it would be heartbreaking heartbreaking and it is unnecessary but we've or we the public are so used to not hearing people who stutter um that you know it becomes almost self-fulfilling you know it then becomes so rare that when someone does stutter it's a surprise and it shouldn't be what I'm really interested in is that when I started the job, um, I at the time I knew two people who stuttered. Um, and once I was in post, a whole load of people came out to me and said, you do realize I stammer or stutter, don't you? Huh. And these were people <laughs> who I'd, I saw every day. There were people who I would, had worked with. There are people who I knew very well, um, and so there were. Uh, I was really shocked. There was, you know, nearly a dozen people who I knew who stuttered, going from two to a dozen. Um, when we did some survey, some kind of um, YouGov surveys, which is kind of taking 
2,000 people in the UK and asking them questions, 3% of those people said that they had uh, a, a stutter. And this was after being given um, a kind of a definition of this is what it means to stutter. 3% came back and said that that's what they did. Not 1%. Yep. And so it's interesting to think about um, is it 1% or is it 3%? Because 2,000 people is a lot of people. Yes. Well, what do you believe would help fill in that that gap? I think that people need to feel reassured that it's okay to come out. They need to feel um, that when they come out, um, the the you know the they're going to be treated okay, um, and that um, they're not going to be seen as any less of of human of 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 themselves f- for doing so, um, and also to feel that people will be tolerant um, and understanding, um, and I think that they will be. I do believe so, Jane. Um, both from someone who lives in the US and I believe you could speak for those living in the UK there are communities already that celebrate stuttering for example in the United States there's the NSA the National Stuttering Association there's friends there is um, that's the stuttering association for the young um, and in Great Britain you have the BSA the British stammering Association because um, I believe a lot of people don't don't either know or believe that there's a space to celebrate, that there's a space that when they share that they will be received. No. And I think in Britain, um, our survey also showed that only a tiny percentage of people had actually heard of the British Stammering Association, Hmm. which means there's a lot of people out there who stammer, who don't know whether that we exist at all. Uh, so we really need to shout loud and make sure that they do hear us and that they know um, that there are, you know, there's there are people out there who understand what it means. So a big task. Yeah. yeah. Well, I believe your campaign has 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 started that shouting loud, and my my hope is that it can it can uh, spiral into more campaigns hopefully in other locations as well. Oh, I do hope so. So Jane, as, as someone who does not stutter yourself, you seem to have such a deep understanding and passion to support people who stutter. Can you share a little bit about that? How? Why? Um, why? Because when I, when I saw the job advertised, uh, and also saw that people thought that they could joke about it. Um, as a campaigner, that made me really interested in and excited about the thought that um, this could be changed. Um, then the kind of, I, I suppose I spent as m- much time as I could reading up as much as I could and trying to understand and talk to as many people um, as I can and still do keep trying to understand more and more about what this means, how this feels, 
um, and get people to describe again and again and again um, what this iceberg is um, and what a covert stammer is um, and what the different therapies are. For me, the the only way I can really um, effectively campaign and devise um, strategies to help change that culture is by making sure that I really understand it um, and and kind of suck up as much information from anybody I can find who stammers. Um, and so my response when I find someone who stutters is generally um, huge excitement uh, that I can now empty their brain <laughs> and get an understanding of what their perspective is um, about the issue. Because um, unless I do, how can I hope to help create change? Yeah. Yeah. So this comes from a deep desire to create change. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, that's, that's the wonderful. whole point. That's wow. That's beautiful. And, and that's powerful. And I know that you had said that you want to change the, 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 the narrative and we know how much narratives personal and then communal and national and then global narratives really matter. What's the narrative that you hope for? I think, I, I know it seems or sounds bizarre, but I think that it's, um, it's not easy to hit upon the the best route. Um, so where we're starting off in the UK at the moment is focusing upon it needs to be taken seriously, which I guess is the kind of counter to it's funny, is to start with it needs to be taken seriously and that allows us then to talk about um, the impact that having a stammer can have um, upon um, children, upon young adults, around work and daily life. It gives us that kind of route in to talk about why it should be taken seriously. Um, but at the same time, there's there's um, all these other barriers and assumptions and stereotypes which still need to be knocked down. Um, the take a breath, the cure, um, and those um, quite often implicit assumptions that people who don't stutter have, that this person is nervous, this person is maybe um, avoiding trying to talk about something, um, or this person is drunk, or this person is very slow, um, is is not very intelligent. There's a whole stream of things that that hesitation or that repetition can cause in the minds of the public, that subliminal assumptions that go through their minds that we need to try and tackle. Um, and so I'm not sure mm -hmm. that it's straightforward about how we address those. Um, but first off, we need to give the public a chance and the opportunity to think about the issue to start with 
to help us um, address that kind of subconscious bias is to at least show them that it that this is an issue um, and that actually we would like them to understand that stammering isn't about nerves um, that it's um, and that it can't just be controlled um, and that on those you know those occasions if someone stammers it doesn't mean to say they're unsure at work about their job or that they can't mm-hmm. present or that they're not completely 100% all over this project um mm-hmm. but it's i think there's a you know it's a lot of, it's a, we've got a long way to go to get there yeah i do believe that there is a long way to go and i also believe that progress is and continues to be made having these conversations like we're having right now. And then for every person that is willing to share with someone in a comfortable way that, Hey, part of who I am. Yes. I uh, utter. I really think that starts to shed the stereotype. Um, I believe that this is true for, for any stereotype, but just spending time with someone who's different from you that you might have thought X, Y, or Z, something negative about spending time with them. It's not even speaking about it per se, but just being your uh, authentic self and and being open about that difference. I believe that's also where the change happens. I think it is, but it's just about trying every which way we can to have that to occupy public space um, and to to have that those discussions in public. One of the things that we were talking about back in the office um, last week was imagine a world um, where, um, imagine a world without Elvis Presley, without um, Alan Turing, without Winston Churchill, you know, the we without Darwin, the world would be completely different. It would be fundamentally different. We might not even, you know, we may not even have computers. Um, The war might have gone completely differently. We wouldn't have the kind of rock and roll music that we have. Um, These people who stuttered have played a huge part in world affairs and in cultural life. Um, And the world would be you know, so lost and such, you know, without such people. It's really important and that um, I think kind of recognising and and acknowledging those people who stammer and who stutter um, have played in in our political life, in our cultural life, in our scientific life is really important um, because we would, the world would be so worse off without them. That's correct. But my question is, what is it about either them or the world that these impactful individuals are not known for the fact that they stuttered or it's not celebrated? I think that's an interesting question. Um, So the, the question is, are they, is, was, is this not acknowledged because we haven't shouted loud enough or because it's embarrassing or because 
it's been downplayed. And and it's interesting to think about which one of those, or is it all of those, that that's the case? Or, or do we just not think that that disability was at all important? But maybe I think, you know, it's down to the our tribe, the stammering community, the stuttering community to make the case. Because if we don't, nobody else will. It won't just happen. That is correct, Jane. And we live in a time where we have so many wonderful platforms, social media, and we live in a global community. It's not just our little communities anymore. And so it is up to us and there is no time better than now. No, there is none. I think that um, to come back to Stammer, one of the things um, that I learned at Calm and that I wanted to take through to the BSA was that how we present ourselves is really important. How we look to the outside world um, gives a message not just to the public but also to other people who stutter. Um, Advertising and branding is really central to all of our lives. When we go into a shop, we don't just buy the first bag of beans that we see. Um, and so as a as nonprofits, we have to really shine. We have to give a message to other people and other potential members of our tribe that we are um, positive, we are proud, um, and that we have got to look good. Um, and I want to make sure that so when we produce merchandise or when we produce leaflets or any kind of materials, I want them to look great because this is about reflecting how we value and respect our community. They deserve something that looks great, not that just not that it just looks worthy. From what you shared with me so far, uh, be it the the website, the pamphlets, the posters and um, the merchandise, its it doesn't just look great. They are beautiful. So you have already been tackling this aspect of advertising and branding, and you've done so, so well for our community so far. So thank you, Jane. Um, I want to, if I'm going to buy something, I want it, I, you know, I want to want it. I want to really want the band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to want the sticker on the back of my phone. <laughs> Absolutely. Will there be stickers for the backs of our phones? Uh, there are stickers for the backs of our phones. Um, so if you look on the website, you um, we've got them, which are just about the right length. Um, um, and so you can have them in kind of in, um, black on clear or white on clear. So they go on the back of phones or on the back of um, laptops. Um, I, um, we've got the pass holders too, which I'm really pleased with. I can't wait to see them come out. 
Um, so a kind of a pass holder is where you've got a travel ticket, a bus pass, or um, or even a gym pass or something. Um, and so on one side is stammer and the message around give me a bit more time. And on the back is an explanation of I stammer, I stammer or I stutter. So I haven't <laughs> forgotten my name. So you can literally hold it in front of someone's face and they can read it and understand that actually, yes, you aren't drunk. Um, you aren't daft, that you have a stutter. Um, but they look lovely. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to see those come out. They do look lovely. Jane, I'm currently on the, uh, the website and it says shop. You've got postcards, sticker packs, badge packs, information leaflets, helpline postcard pack. These look magnificent. They're beautiful. Yeah. And hopefully we've just started. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> um, I'd like stuff. Wonderful. That kids can have at school um, so that, you know, if they are being bullied, the bully wants the stammer stuff. <laughs> I want, you know, I want <laughs> be part of this club. Oh, yeah. That, that sounds all so wonderful. Well, Jane, thank you so much for sharing all this great, great information, the positivity, and the wisdom that you have so far. I know that it is getting late in Wales. And we'll end it off by saying that we're just getting started. This is just the beginning of the Stama campaign and all of the good that's to come from it. Uh, any final words before we log off to our listeners who may stutter? Maybe they're a speech therapist. Maybe they're a parent of someone who stutters. Um, oh, God, that's a hard one, isn't it? Uh, I want this, I want, you know, I would like us to, I'd like a global movement around the issue. I want to see a real movement to raise the profile, to get the public to understand um, about stammering or stuttering. I feel that um, so many other issues have been raised and dealt with and acknowledged um, in and around the world, um, which I kind of never even dreamt of when I was a kid. And yet it seems odd, it seems totally backwards that um, stuttering is still in a kind of a dark corner. And I think it's about time we change that. I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm excited for what's to come. For anyone who's listening and is excited by listening to Jane just say that, check out the website, share your story, talk to others about STAMA, and let's stay tuned for what's going to come next. Thank you so much, Jane. It has been a joy speaking with you. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for the interview. Thank you.